1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into to work in traffic so slow.
3: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Hard Radio in partnership with Showtime.
4: Welcome back. All the smoke. 2022. Jack, we working back-to-back. They got us working this year. We back-to-back weeks in the studio. I love it.
2: Hey, man. To whom much is given, much is required. And this show giving us a little something. Yes, sir. Well, introduce it to your man. Y- y'all go way back, so... My brother? Uh, yeah, we go way back. He think he nicer than me in basketball. Always have been, uh, for some reason. And that's always been the problem. But my dog, you know what I'm saying? My dog, 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 dog. You know what I'm saying? What'd he say? Ask Steve Jack about the pack. Two chains. <laughs> Tony in the building.
4: Yes. Appreciate your time, bro. What's
0: up, man? My boy, yes, sir.
2: My boy. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Start the show off. We're gonna start with this. First off, we see a video. Chick going ham to Michael Jackson on IG. What mm-hmm. you was thinking? What was going on through your mind when you was looking at her?
0: <laughs> I mean, she was having a she was obviously having a good time. I was at the house game with one of my homeboys, cause my kids couldn't come, my wife couldn't come, so I took one of my partners, um, and she had been asking him, um, you know, for, you know, to take pictures with me. So I eventually took pictures with her, and then, you know, they always have something going on during timeouts so halftime, yeah, to keep the fans, you know, motivated, and she was just really going in, so. You know, I'm not um, a part of the viral era, so for that to go viral, it's like, <laughs> I guess I'm starting to learn what <laughs> what viral is because I woke, I woke up to it being on many blogs and sites. So it was just, it was, you know, real organic.
2: You just dropped the Million Dollars Worth of Game single. Yeah. What's coming up after that?
0: Million Dollars Worth of Game is a single coming off my album called Dope Don't Sell Itself. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping another video in the next week or so, it's called Pop Music featuring um, Beat King and Moneybag. And then um, I shot a video last night to the song I have called Kingpin Ghostwriter, featuring Lil Baby. And the idea behind that is how you always got those, like, you know, you got very influential people in your neighborhood who don't rap. Who be just like, sometimes you learn stuff from or you get ideas from for me, it was people that, were, that you know, hustled and were like kingpins. And, man, they would just say little slick lines and, you know, they would stay with me forever. So it just mm-hmm. was a situation where I titled the song Kingpin Ghost Rider because, like, if you hung around hustlers, you picked up some of that stuff. You know, I definitely did. Ain't nothing I'm
2: slick did. to a can of oil. I'm
0: telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling
4: College Park, Atlanta, Georgia. Talk to us about your upbringing and some of the— Ups and downs of you growing up?
0: Well, we all had ups and downs, man. I realized that, you know, it's it's called life. That's what life is. <clears throat> you're going to have, like, a winning streak, and then you're going to feel like you, like, cursed. You're going to mm-hmm. feel like you can't do nothing right. And then it's going to be, like, this little yellow area or the middle area of life where it's either, like, you know, it's some good and some bad. I remember when we was and this stuff is just popping up, and we were trapping, me and my my brother Dollar, who was in play, so we used to mm. be trapping together, right? This is like, this might be ninth grade, tenth grade, and we used to be walking to these apartments, and I, I wore jewelry back then, right? like little, little chains and stuff. And, um, you know, Dollar used to be saying, bro, you're going to get us <laughs> in trouble. You're going to get us busted. You keep wearing these chains to these people's houses. Like He used to be like, you know, saying, get on me you know about being that type of hustler and then you know over time you know I I grew and started moving a little bit differently but you know for the most part man I had I had real patterns in my life where I just couldn't it felt like I couldn't do nothing right it felt like I just had some kind of you know how they say in the country like a some kind of juju on me then I mm-hmm. then I have You know, years to where it seemed like I can't do nothing wrong. And, you know, coming up in College Park, early on with some of the years, I felt like I couldn't do some things right. I was trying to, um, you know, bring my basketball thing to fruition. But I didn't put time and effort. I think for me, I was blessed with a talent. Like God gave me a certain talent. But when God gives you a talent and you work on a talent, I think that makes you a superstar that sets you apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. I was just someone that was naturally tall, I, uh, um, and I was coordinated. so I, I just, I never looked like I wasn't a part. I could really do anything, but I can honestly say that if it wasn't mandatory that I be at practice, sometime I would be trapped, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be, be doing that. So deep down in my heart, and I could tell other people that want to do something, deep down in my heart, I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. I just didn't know any other answer to say when the teacher asked me what I wanted to be with grow up because I knew I wasn't gonna never drive like get in traffic and go to work at eight or nine in the morning and come home and be a nine to five like I knew that wasn't you know in my, my in my in my cars I knew I wasn't gonna never get a job so um, you know early on I had some run-ins with uh, the law I got you know I got jammed up my sophomore year. For a possession of cocaine charge, <clears throat> and I got locked up. You know, at my high school, um, at this time I wasn't even getting let. I wasn't even getting letters from colleges or anything. I just was just like a well-known person in the community. And then uh, I come back to school. I do good. My 11th grade year, I go to some individual camps, uh, and then I started getting mail. And then I. Uh, I get incarcerated my 12th grade year, like right before I took my SATs. And this was some of the stuff I talk about, about like, just seemed like I couldn't do nothing right because I was, I never made a C in high school and I didn't take the SAT. Uh, Well, I felt like I only needed to take it one time. I didn't have to like do these practice tests that they used to require or ask people to do because I had um, well test taking skills, but I got locked up on a Friday and missed the SAT was coming up on a Saturday, and that kind of changed my whole life to where I am now, which is a reason why I can say that if you live long enough and stay out of jail, out of prison, then God could just have so many things for you, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I even got a partner whose son got locked up in college and got out, and I just was like, man, you know, I know it sounds like some bullshit, but just like it happened to me too, like even before college, and like look at me now, it makes me a, a super, uh, it makes me like a better person, a better family man. I don't, I don't um, get upset about the little things. I don't want to jeopardize my freedom for anything because mm. I did at such a young age that I, you know, I see the police and I'm not scared of them. I just decide just to go the other way. I just decide just to like, you know, I'm not really into breaking the law no more. I don't have no need to, so... Um, that's kind of like my pattern. I had some ups and downs, which we all do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And most people don't care. Some of your close ones you do, but most people don't care. It's just like how you end up. That's right. like the receipt you get right. from your problem. You know what <clears throat> I'm saying? You type it in, and then your receipt, your readout, is just like how you I'm are, your characteristics. With. You know what I'm saying? You we grew up, you became the man that you are. People, people relate you to being like a solid person, like a real brotherhood type of person. That's your... That's show characteristics. They know, like, man, people know Jay. Like, if you a friend, if they're if you a friend of them, man, you'll do anything for them people, mm-hmm. man. Whether you got like, people know that. I'm sure Matt can say that. Mm-hmm. I can say that. So, and you know, we saw some patterns. All of us had them patterns, bro. Yep. And now we just like know better. You know what I'm saying? So. we learn. Despite all that, you ended up going
4: to Alabama State on mm-hmm. uh, scholarship, <clears throat> uh, hoop there for a couple years. What was college basketball
0: like for you? Let me see. Okay, so this is another thing. This is, this is another <laughs> era of my life. This is crazy, right? So I, I uh, uh, you know, this coach calls from, you know, Alabama State, black coach. Oh, my God. Coach Oliver, he's, he's passed away now. But it was him, a couple other coaches. I think Oliver was the head coach, but like an assistant coach called me. And I already had some friends that went to Alabama State because it was probably like two hours away from um Atlanta was like a straight shot, you know what I'm saying? And I had friends down there, and so this guy calls me. He says, um, um, you know, um, Taheed, this is coach from such and such. You know, I heard about, you know, what happened. You know, I want to offer you a, a full ride, you mm-hmm. know, scholarship. Would you like to come visit the school? And so I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I have anything to lose, I come visiting. You know, at this time, they in the swag, which mm-hmm. is still D1, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like... Learning about my D1s and just really trying to, because it, it it almost was kind of a pride issue, but it really, you know, wasn't, but it was kind of a pride issue. And then I go to campus, I see all these beautiful black people. I see this huge, like, acadome where they just, like, it wasn't like what I was thinking, like a small gym or nothing. They had really had, like, 13,000 seats. <sighs> and then, you know, they showed me these new dorms. And I was like, yo, this is not bad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um... I took him up on the opportunity and bro, and as soon as I get down there, this is no cap. As soon as I get down there, man, I maybe practice for these guys. Maybe one time. They get fired. And then they bring in some new coach that brought in five players with him. Mm -hmm. And I I can literally remember in my mind, this coach walking in, uh, and he's probably still alive right now. And... uh, I remember him walking in with, like, five players, a couple of which I'm still cool. And I remember just my whole, my demeanor, I just remember me not even feeling the same about basketball no more. You know, because even at this time, I knew that if a guy brought somebody with with him, he was... Yeah, locked in. Yeah, then was like his, I mean, like, he walked in, it was like other people with him. I'm like, these not coaches. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... I come from an area where I've been playing basketball since I was seven years old, starring, doing my thing. And then I come down here and I got friends at the game, talking about put me in. And I'm just not even feeling that because I'm, I'm nice. Yeah, I'm on the second <laughs> team in practice and I'm doing stuff. But and then so I've, I've been in two different situations. In high school, I kind of went through this a little bit, but I can honestly say I wasn't ready to start varsity in the 10th grade because it was, like, a legit couple people. But it was a situation where this kind of coach kind of took seniority over skill set sometime. I don't know if you ever been in there. Like, he's been here longer than you, or I've been... It was almost like that. Bullshit. So, yeah, it kind of started, like, because I'd be in practice. I might, you know, dunk on whoever this person is supposed to be <laughs> and then practice the next, you know, the game the next day, and I might not, like you know, even have to take a shower after the game, because I ain't even, only them, I'm just warming up. So I just was not fucking with that anymore. My my energy started just, like, not being about the game. Honestly, bro, I used to want to play intramurals. You know what I'm saying? They be balling, they be guys that could play in the, you know, college. I was like, man, I kind of want to just do some other shit. I want to get out of this. And I was naturally smart, and even though I had a scholarship, I knew I could get through school, so... Um, I lost the love for it, and I even was—I still wasn't even to rap right there because I was still full-time hustling. I still was, you know, moving bags and all of that. But I didn't have that love for, like hooping anymore after mm-hmm. that scenario. Tell me how uh, you and Jack cross paths. Jack played for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Jack played for the Hawks, man. Jack played for the Atlanta Hawks. I've always been—I'm um, from Atlanta, so I've always been an Atlanta Hawks fan, and I've always been a Lakers fan because my daddy. Um, uh, Magic Johnson was the best point guard ever because he was six nine do it all. at a time when everybody was uh, like a small guard, you know, and just being a six nine point guard, which he just, you know, kind of wanted for me, you know what I'm saying? Be tall, but so I've always been a Lakers fan. I'm talking about, um, you know. The Van Exel, I can go mm-hmm. for number four, Kobe. I don't want mm-hmm. people to think it's because LeBron is my friend that I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a Lakers fan. I can go, I want to go, I can go back. Eddie, mm-hmm. I can go back. I remember when Kobe missed two or three threes in a row, you know what I'm saying? Well, he has a young cat getting in and just pushing through that. So I, those are my two teams, the, the Hawks. And then uh, Jack was just somebody that was very transparent, somebody that was super relatable. Um, some of these, and that's what LeBron is to our culture. He's mm-hmm. so relatable, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in the back of his Maybach playing our music. You know, like, man, yeah. like, you know, Jordan is the is the GOAT, but he, you know, you wouldn't don't do that type him. of thing like that. Yeah. So it's just a different thing. Like, when you came came through the city, we could see you, we could touch you, you'd yeah. be out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't too good. You know, in 03, I was hustling, but I wasn't rich, you know? Yeah. You invited me over. So we built up, man, if it's been O three, man, it's almost, you know, it's 20 almost years. twenty yeah. I mean, it's twenty years, yeah. you know? That's yeah. yeah. crazy.
1: Already.
4: He held me down the whole time. Yeah. Crazy. Talk about, you know, what it meant for you and in in, in in starting you guys a friendship and maintaining it for so long.
2: Oh, I mean, it's, it's silent, man. I mean you, there's not too many people that that you come across that you meet, you know, in your journey, you know what I mean, that, that that you want to see win, you know what I'm saying? I was I remember being in the clubs, you know, in the strip clubs with two when he premiering songs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Back then, so, you know what I'm saying, from duffel bag boys on, you know, I even made myself, told them niggas, I was an honorary duffel bag boy. I was Absolutely. with the niggas so much, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Shout out to Cavie. Uh, But... uh. That's just my brother, man. Like I said, you don't you you beat a lot of people, but you don't, you don't become brothers with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? You say, what's up? That's my dog. I love you, bro. But like it's different with me and him. You know what I'm saying? like you, It was very few people in my wedding. You know what I'm saying? He took the time out of his busy schedule to come to my wedding. So that tells you the relationship between mm-hmm. me and him. Mm-hmm. Where did the love for music come from? Who did you idolize growing up? Did it run in the family? Oh, uh, well, my daddy
0: used to yeah. like, he was somebody that, kept the radio on all you know, all night. One of those people that kind of cl- kept the clock radio on just all night. And he had, you know, thousands of vinyls and, you know, played that type of music. But honestly, I think music, I mean, it had to come to me like some kind of way. But I used to, I was the kid that was in the, tra- like in the trap, and I was the kid in the back of the school bus that just freestyled when people would beatbox or, or knock on something. Um, when I was in this little car wash, um, I used to be trapping, and the, these older guys, um, they, they used to come up, and, and, they, and they were like really trying to like joke me a little bit. They'd be like, "Yo, yo, six nine, yo, get your, yo, <laughs> yo come over here, and, you know, bust some freestyles." Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I just fuck around. And then one of the guys said, "Man, you need to come to the studio one day. Man, you need to re- record, you know, some of this stuff." And you know, Mike honestly say this was the very um late 90s early 2000s and i haven't you know i have i've never written a song or everything has just been just straight off the top and uh they kind of steered me into this direction and one of the first maybe the second songs i recorded i have i had got a lot of a lot of good feedback from just like people who didn't expect me to produce this kind of material mm-hmm. like really good feedback like genuine like bro this pretty like damn you know and I remember saying, like, man, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. Like, it wasn't hard for me to Like, I think this is—and so the dream started becoming something that was um, real for me. Mm. Play a circle.
2: Shout out Dollar. That's my partner. Uh, I met Dollar through you. How did that come about? Me and
0: Dollar stayed in the same apartments. We, we trapped in the same apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I left, I'm really, like, people don't know this. I'm really, like, from Decatur up to eighth grade. I left Decatur in eighth grade going to really my ninth grade year. And I moved to College Park. And I was, my mom was staying in College Park. Me and her weren't staying together. I was staying with my cousins in Decatur. And um like me and uh, like me and Gucci stayed down the street from each other. Me and Walk and and a couple other people, so I was in Decatur and uh staying with my cousins just trapping like these little $50 slabs. And then uh, my mom was staying on this street called Riverdale Road. And at the time, it just sounded like it was a bunch of white people on that street to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Riverdale. And she stayed in this yeah, Riverdale Road. And it was like a one-bedroom apartment. And my cousin was working. She was working at like a place that sold something dealing with, with, with uh, electronics or something. She would be gone all the time. So I would be in the house, you know, trapping, you know what I'm saying, you know, fucking, just doing everything I, I wanted to do. And then eventually, uh, you know, my time there had kind of expired, so I had to go live with my mom. And when I left, when I went to stay with my mom, I met, you know, Goat, you know, I met Dollar, I met Hard. I started just meeting everybody, and I started realizing, like, yo, these some cool niggas on the South Side. I'm like, they they just like what we on, and they do the same thing we do, and we just became super close. You know, we all know each other's, you know, family. Um, And that relationship has now been you know, probably 30 years for us. But me and Dollar have been friends since the day we met. And uh, we've we've done everything from A to Z.
2: That I go to. That's my dog. After releasing your first independent album, United We Stand, United We Fall, how did you end up meeting Luke Ludacris? How did that come about?
0: So that was the project that, the old, like, some OGs put this project together. And that was, uh, I had that song on there that I told you about, I started getting feedback on and, and one of the people that gave me feedback was Ludacris, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And this, this he wasn't, like, Ludacris at the time, but he was working on the radio. Radio, yeah. And he, like, knew Scarface, and he just, like, told me it was good. And, um... These, these other guys that was hustling, they put this project together, like maybe 12 songs. So it was kind of like a compilation. But I had one solo song, and then me and Dollar had a song. And like Dollar was like, literally at this time, he was probably maybe like five years ahead of me as far as just being an artist. Like lyrical ability, being able to paint pictures, flow, just everything. You know what I'm saying? I just was not there yet. You know what I'm saying? And he was more like, um, I think, the focus for the OGs at the time, and then he ended up getting locked up. Dolly mm-hmm. ended up getting locked up. So I ended up trying to make myself the focus, and I'm not sure if they saw it at the time, the vision at the time, because they was kind of like waiting on Dollar, which was just something you had to. Res- I had to respect at the time. But that compilation ended up, um, had Lil' Fate on there, mm-hmm. who is best friends with Luda, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he took it to Luda. Luda was like, y'all put this together by yourself. and this is the, around the time that everybody's trying to be independent and shop stuff. And it was just um, something that I grew off of that really locked down my notion of me being an artist, just because of just you know the, the, the feedback that I got, that I got from it. Disturbing the peace. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Disturbing the peace. I end up st- I end up signing with uh, Ludacris after this company, all like, oh, this right here. I'm gonna end up signing with Luda. Got my Boy, set up my first bank account ever. I was Shoebox Tony up until then. <laughs> you know, um, you know. I learned. I actually learned. I learned. I learned a lot from from Luda and being under Disturbing the Peace. I think that was like, it was good. It was good for me to go through that. Man, a lot of young artists have a lot to learn before they get in. It's just more than a song. You know what I'm saying? This is really a personality based kind of feel. Man, you gotta know I do drops. Talk to people. Fucking mm-hmm. do do what we doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta know how to entertain, gotta know how to do shows. It's just a whole lot of things. And so um being around them, I learned a lot of this stuff. I learned how busy. to talk on the radio, I learned how mm-hmm. to I learned how to learn, you know? And uh it was a it was a it was a brief era. But even in that era, I felt like I was bigger than the situation I was in.
2: No, you definitely you, you definitely were you definitely thought that. hmm like, no, you were. Like, trust me. Yeah, see? No, trust me, bro. Why you say it like that? No. This is Big Tony, Today Tony, but he was, in his mind and how he dressed and that all that, back then? it was still that. It right. was still it's Gucci. Always, it's always it was still been all that. that. Yeah, it was always been that. Yeah. It always been that. The whole time. Even before the music popped like that, it was always, it was yeah, it was no, yeah, it was still that. No, it was still that. Respect. That's what, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to do no 10-year challenge. 20, I was riding for it 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> you know, I ain't even Talk to gonna him. do them like that no change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got my shit. I'm a hoarder. You still I got st- the BMW? No, nah, not that one. I still got the Porsche. That's stuff. how far we go. Yeah, back. we go back to BMW. But... <laughs>
2: yeah, we go. So back. So I had, had a BMW.
0: I had two. So I, so my 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 friends was so shysty if the, I guess you can call them friends, right? They shysty. I had a uh, black. BMW 745, and then mm-hmm. I started getting some money, and I was like, you know, they made 750s. Now, this is around the BMF time era, where like, you know, me yep. and them are switching cars, and they just ride 30 Lambos at once, and I'm just like, man. <laughs> These are nights nice. me and him together were going to clubs, mm-hmm. and this is what we seeing. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta figure this out. So I'm like, man, I'm going to get a new car. I go to the lot, and I'm like, man, I think I'm gonna have to get another black one, because if, if I get a different color, they gonna know this is a new car. I'm from an era where they, your friends will rob you and then, like, mm. help you look <laughs> for the robber. <laughs> where them niggas at? <laughs> you know, I saw some niggas. I saw the car thieves in my neighborhood one time. And, and my neighbor knocked said, they're trying to steal your car. I come outside. And the car thieves was coming up my apartment. and so hit the speed bump and they turn on me. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? I said, man, somebody tried to steal my car. They like, well, I'm like. I'm looking at them <laughs> niggas, I'm like, man, you yeah, niggas ain't shit, man. And, and so I'm from that era, so I literally had two Beamers for like a period of time that was like, well, I had one Beamer, I had a oh, brand new one that was like 20,000 extra. And, you know, my friends would look at and say, it looks different, did you get new rims or something? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's new rims, it's new rims, but it's just, it's crazy who I grew I saw Pee Wee last night, you know what I mean? You know, he could talk, R-r-r-r. and I say, uh he said, hang on. He telling he telling tellin the people he with, like, how we was on the South Side. No, I mean we, right. Oh, yeah. man, come on. He was around, so he, he was, go to tell Pee them. He was fucking, a little legend. Oh, when we yeah, was around, he, yeah. So I think he them brought them him
4: around when I was fucking with you and going state like an 07 out there. Yeah, yeah he, oh, he knew maybe. how to move, so he yeah. said
0: some shit last night. Like, uh, man, you always knew, you know, you always had your business. Man, I remember mom used to come to the gambling house. And, and I said, I'm going to be honest, Pee-wee, man. <laughs> you was so, like, you yeah. was so nosy. I said, when I was dropping them bags off, I go back in there and buy ounce in front of you just to throw you off because I knew you talked too much. <laughs> I say that shit crazy. But, but man, it just like, man, come from where we come from, it's like people smile. You could, I mean these your brothers, but if people get down and out, man, they'll tie you up, man. Yeah. They'll tie mm-hmm. you up yeah. about that shit. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Meach, you know, Jack had a story
4: about Meach, but being from there in that era, what was that now seeing? Did you ever be a chance to see the show? Oh, yeah. yeah love Thoughts the on the show and how 50 put that together and, and Lil' Meech and the job he's
0: doing. Yeah, I think Lil' Meech's doing an incredible job. He's mm-hmm. a superstar, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lil' Meech. Yeah. yeah. Um, I speak to Meech often. I speak to his sister often. Um, you know, it's a part of the show that I, I didn't know him at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, it's early in their life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him at I just mm-hmm. know him when they... Right. I remember when they came in the 112, 200 deep. Magic City. <laughs> Yeah, with, you know, black bandanas. And when we didn't even, when you, I mean, 1-12, you used to have to wear, like, at least Timberland boots. You couldn't wear, like, you know, dickies and shorts. And them niggas came in there one time. It seemed like they wasn't going to never stop coming in the club. <laughs> I haven't even <laughs> never seen 200 people hang together before. It's <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not, I mean, every, every exactly weekend, running, though. Yeah. And then, you know, it was some eras where they, it, it was some, it was some, it was good to be a part of it if you were able to, you know, see it. It was very, um, you know, I'd I use this right here, man. You either influence, I mean, you either inspired by something or you a hater. One or the other. Yeah, ain't no gray area. You know what I'm saying? You see something, you like, you be like, that's nice, man, I like that. Or you say some hating shit, ain't no gray area. you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, when I see something, man, it inspires me to want to work, you know, like I want you know, a bigger house in Cali. I want... I want some more stuff. I'm not content. So, the only way I know how to get this stuff is to work for it. So, mm-hmm. I'm just staying up all night. I'm right. kind of fatigued. Now, I came here with an energy drink because I was up all night trying to get what I want. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
4: Supply and band 07 drops. Double bag Boys take the world by storm, featuring Lil Wayne. How that uh,
0: that song come together? I've been, I was friends with Lil Wayne. A, a very, I've actually met Baby. I actually met BG first, which is crazy. Free BG. I met BG first. He was in Atlanta, and then I was in uh, I was in Patchwork. So at this time, I was using my little hustle money to get studio time in a building where I thought own artist would be at. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be in the same building as real artists. So, you know what I'm saying? At this time I booked me some studio time at Patchwork and they told me Baby from Cash Money needed some weed. You know what I'm saying? In in the A room or something. I was in the B room. So, I, um, I go see them. You know what I'm saying? And they, they look, you know, like they looked on TV larger than life. And I you know, like I served him, you know what I'm saying? But this is crazy. I don't even know if he remembers this. He I like he asked me to take him to the mall, like show him the location. I rode with him to the mall. He had like, you know man, 20, 30 people with him, and they all were like getting dressed in the store, like leaving the clothes they had there at the store getting dressed. And I was just in the corner and like one of them was like, You gonna, you know what I'm saying, you gonna get something? And I was like, you know, nah, I was just kinda chilling. I, like I couldn't even remember my dad really. Buying me nothing at this particular time. Mm-hmm. And they was like, you know, Babe was like, Say Slim, you ain't gonna get nothing. I'm like, damn, yeah, I guess I mean, I get some, you know, these little Timlin, I got like a little outfit. And I was like, damn, like They bought me something, you know what I'm saying? So he still hadn't paid me for the, the weed, you know what I'm saying? And so they was like going to New Orleans. And I was like, didn't know how to really, I knew how to ask him, but I didn't really know how to ask him, like, about my little, it was Zip's like four fifty at the time, you know mm, what I'm I saying? I need that. I need it, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slim, you want to go to New Orleans? In my head, I'm like, about this weed, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No cap. <laughs> <laughs> I go to fucking New Orleans, nigga. <sighs> they got this before Katrina. They got mansions. They got a mansion for the crew. He, he got a mansion. You know, boom. So, tune got some kind of fast-ass Porsche, he ride down, they like, that boy, you know, they talking about him, that's shorty. So he ended up coming to the mansion, and we built a rapport off of that, you know what I'm saying? Because he was like the only cash money, artist left, everybody else was gone, and they was trying to revamp and do something else. And, uh, you know, after he figured out, like, I'm like, I got good weed, I'm down here, you know? No, you know, me and him just built off that and he threw my name in a song like so long ago. I was like, sitting in Atlanta, line and heard my name in a song, I was like, man, this nigga cool as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And ever since then, we just, uh, we, he just really been there for each other, you know what Y'all I'm saying? you very similar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very he, similar. He's he's very He's a little bit more different, but you no, know. No, I mean, he, you know, he mm-hmm. Wayne,
4: but you yeah. know. I mean, after going everything you've been through, the grind you've been through, what was it like really starting to hear your shit on the radio all the time? And did you feel like you had
0: made it at that point? I still don't think I made it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that shit crazy, man. Yeah. I still be yearning. I'm still passionate. I still want to, you know, fill out State Farm Arena. I still want to, still want it. And I'm in a position to do other things, man. I'd be knowing, I be talking to people, they be talking about they done made some 36 million a year. They ain't got nothing to do with music. And I'd be like, well, damn, Tim, right. maybe you just need to get up and put a suit on in the morning, but I still love this right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. But I, I'm in a position, I'm in a circle now with man, all type of investors, right, investments, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it looked like it would shy me away. From that, but man, I truly love what I I truly love what I do.
4: Mm. Did you ever get your money from him? for that zip?
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, damn, Slip. <laughs> <it's> <450. laughs> I oh, asked him about shit. it. He like, damn, I can tell you how long ago it was, bro. Y'all remember when they had the the this is the funniest shit in the world. You remember the Cadillac, was it EXT or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got it got the one painted red and it had got like ostrich seats or something in it, right? And so he came in and i say, Slim, go check out the swine. You know, he's talking about swine on my seats. All this. I'm like, damn, this is nice. Where is my... (laughs) 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 But I end up getting it. And, uh, uh, and, you know, he ended up being like a slicker mentor for some time. Man, baby got plenty of wisdom, you know. And... Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, everything just happened for a reason. But there's some stuff I can look back on and just tell, I can tell somebody, man, you ain't been through it for real. You ain't did this. You ain't had to go through this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Changing your name to Two Chains. How that came about? You know, I don't know. I was doing a mixtape with Bigger Rankin and he was, I was, you know what I'm saying, Two Chains all in my song. Man, this is just really something that God really totally mm-hmm. took control of. Because, you know, during my, and that's why I, look, I looked at the disturbing the peace era was like a little trial period because when I, you know, Titty Boy was the name from the streets. Tit, my mom mm-hmm. didn't call me that. So when it was time to rap, I couldn't think of like MC, fucking whatever the fuck everybody was. I couldn't even think of it. I just was like, Tit. But I'm not realizing when I go tell people my name is Tit or Titty Boy, they like, oh, you know, they just like, like a book cover that they just not fucking with. They just <laughs> not even trying to open the book. The outside of it's so fucked up, you know what I'm saying? And I mean... You know, the two chains, man. I literally got a picture in the eighth grade with me wearing two necklaces on. Like it's not Photoshop. I literally have been this kid that used to hustle and go to the flea market and buy a jury. My uncle, rest in peace, who just died last year. Man, thought he thought he was damn near Mr. T. That's how many gold chains and diamonds he used to wear. You know what I'm saying? Nugget rings. And I just have been intrigued by a jury since I could think of it. And I don't know where the two chains came from. I don't know what that happened. I don't know anything. But when it happened, man, my life changed. Mm. (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) You released a mixtape
2: titled TRU, True Religion, which became your first mixtape to appear high on the music charts. What was your decision to release that rather than a studio album, a mixtape instead of a regular album?
0: At this time, I was going solo. I was still trying to create a buzz in the streets, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That was the way at the time? Yeah, that was the way. That was the move. You know, hot mixtapes, it was my um, Gangsta Grills, too. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done the Gangsta Grills. And, to and I was using that mm-hmm. really to get hot. I was telling folk, I'm the hottest nigga in the city without a Gangsta Grill. Mm-hmm. I'm letting drummer them know it. I'm letting people know it. You know what I'm saying? And just like now, I feel like I've done a lot of things in the industry without some of the cheat sheets right. that have been that have been used in the industry. Mm-hmm. Now I have used some cheat sheets, obviously. Like I feel like if anybody do a song with Drake, it's going to so, help your career. Kanye is going to help your career. So a couple people. But it's a couple, man. you know, industry cheat sheets that I just I ain't had a chance to use. just got through it. But um, truly, that was just the, the thing to do at the time. I was hot. Still got a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I end up doing, um, you know, at this time, it created so much leverage when I went into these offices, when I went into these labels. I didn't have to do a 360 deal. I didn't have to, you know, I damn near had a, ricky williams football contract every touchdown i was getting a bonus you know what i'm saying i just set up some my own weight of uh my own weight my own contract due to the leverage from from the true religion mixtape
4: talk to about us about true lie with drake you said he was one of the cheat sheets
2: no lie no lie. No oh, lie excuse me yes, no, no lie, no lie. lie yeah,
4: uh, and how big that was
0: and was life different after that yeah my life was So, I, yeah, I met, I met Drake on tour, Wayne, like maybe 08, like before, you know, a lot of us, well, before a lot of us, you know, knew who he was or whatever. So mm-hmm. I met him then, and we, we, you know, just been, had been cool. And I remember seeing him at the All-Star game, maybe around, I don't know, 2012, some shit like this. And I had a studio bus, and I told him I had some for him, and I sent it to him, which I didn't, though. And he was like, sent <laughs> like, damn, okay. <laughs> and so then I went to my bus and um, I used to do this, man. This is no lie, man. I used to do this. I used to be like, man, and I'm not God. And this may sound, I hope, don't nobody take this wrong, but I used to really pick out beats like, man, who deserved this blessing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I swear I used to be like that. And at the time, I just, it was Mike Will, man. He just, his work ethic was like through the roof. And I put up this Mike Wheel beat and the had like a little part of the beat where I was like, man, I, I just feel like Trey will just, he'll have a melody right here. And mm. it just like, man, so I did a verse and I sent it to him. And you know, the rest is just, you know, mm. history. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. And um, that was my first plaque and it was Mike Wheel's first plaque mm. of many. To since come. then, you know. Open the door. Yeah, so.
4: 2017, you received your, uh, your first Grammy for best rap performance. Uh, on a chance song, no problem, featuring Wayne. Um, after being nominated a handful of the times, what was it like to get your first one? Didn't y'all Look. perform that on Ellen too? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was it was a it was a it was a it was a blessing, man. I always wanted to grab. I know people don't really care about, it, or don't I do? I mean, I come from where I come from. I ain't never think I was gonna get one. I still and you know what? I still want one on my own. You mm-hmm. know, like one of my records. They yeah. can have people on it, but you know, this was a chance record. And this is another scenario, like where I had, you know, kind of put the record together. Like he wanted a tune on the song, you know what I'm saying? And I just was like, the yeah, he loved to rap. He in the studio every night. So I actually called Wayne. There's some footage somewhere where I'm letting him know we got a Grammy. He's somewhere skating. <laughs> I'm at the awards, happy as hell. He like, well, what's going on? I'm like we won. And he don't even know what. The, he on a ramp somewhere, but you talking he, about the ashes blunting this Grammy award? <laughs> yeah, <I> different. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> But yeah, man, um, it felt it felt good. It feels it feels good to do that.
4: August 2020, you did a versus with Wick Ross. Uh, how'd that come about and what was it like?
0: It was cool, man. I had originally, I had asked, I had, well, I said Meek Mill at first. I said, Meek, let's do a versus. And then either Swiss, somehow like, or maybe Meek, somehow was just like, nah, or we're not gonna do it because it was you know when it first started off you just wanted to get on there get on there and no. now it's different like if i do it again now i think it'll be more performance it'll be more personality at this time it was like a respect thing and it still is a respect thing you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and so somebody called me about Ross and i was like man let's do Ross man me and him have been partners since the white beamer days you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh he literally stay on the south side you know what I'm saying used to stay on the south side or whatever still does and so when I came about um it was it was definitely in the middle of like when COVID was like Mm -hmm. super unpredictable everybody backstage it was very limited but everybody backstage masked up um um, some of the things that you know stand out was you know you know the strippers for me, him getting a massage. It still had little, <laughs> it still had his, you know the gimmicks, yeah, yeah, it's she popping and stuff like. going on. But it, you know it was cool, man. Ross is a really dope artist as as Meek Mill, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and as myself. And I I think people know, but I still be like thinking people don't know. You know how many plaques that I just. Like every time that I've dropped, man, I've been blessed enough to bring home a plaque, man. And mm-hmm. that means I have real some real hardcore fans and I just have um, something that the people want or want to seek for a long period of time. I think that's right. a blessing. Longevity. Mm-hmm. Jay Z mentioned about a
4: month ago that he didn't feel like anyone could be, stand on the stage with him.
0: Started a lot of buzz. Th- Who's three people you feel like would be a good battle for Jay? Jay is definitely, he definitely one of a, he one of a kind. Um, you know, he got the charisma, stage presence, he got the songs. I think Wayne has the stage presence, charisma, I think he got the songs. I think Drake got the stage presence, charisma, he got the songs. So you got a few people. I think Ye he got the stage presence, charisma, songs. So, you know, you get to the nitty gritty, we got, we got a few artists that we, or alive to see right now right that are just man great
2: it's just all great just, I said tone I went on instagram and, you know I've been crazy. going at it with people but I say tone got tone got something oh, well for you anybody. know tone
0: gonna he gonna get on it He gonna take his shirt off He gonna start looking like he was what's have you know he's gonna be a, it's gonna be different you know but Hov is super charismatic too I just think I just think we're alive where it's just Enjoyed we had a lot a real right. cool time. With, yeah. Either one of these people we talk about drop a record tomorrow, man. We going all, all on it. <laughs> yeah. Right, crazy, man. Right.
4: But it's crazy too to 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 really just appreciate it because most people don't. I feel like it's the same way in sports. Everyone wants, wants to talk crazy about Bron, Steph, James, instead of just understanding like what you're witnessing. What right you? Now. That's what you. Man, Greatness. Like, what? Greatness.
0: Man, Steph literally looks like he's. Throwing the ball in. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes no. it doesn't even, it looks like it becomes a form, like, after. Like, when it's by the rim, it's like a gooseneck. But from here, it just looks like he throwing that shit launching right, that, right, bitch, right. and like, to just know where the rim is. Every time. Man, is crazy. Balance he literally time. can do this, I feel like, with one eye. I feel like that motherfucker can shoot one eye, man. He know where that motherfucker is. Man. He said he got LASIK too. Now he
4: can see the rim better. I think oh, it he got last, LASIK
0: last year, I think, or the year for before. For real? But yeah, now that might be crazy. crazy if right?
4: he was blind this whole time, that's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just to know where that shit is at. Yeah. <laughs> um, hit after hit. You said you've been blessed to continue to bring home plaques uh, to to this day. Can you
0: pick a favorite or the most or yeah. special, most mm-hmm. special for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm different, and the reason is I'm different is because. Um, when you do a song it has a hundred percent you know publishing whatever you want to say right the producer gets 50 percent for making the beat like and if there's no samples or anything like that they get 50 percent. the other 50 is the artist or whoever's on the song that was just me it wasn't nobody on the hood. oh so you ain't didn't nobody give me a line mm-hmm. didn't nobody say you ought to talk about being up different i remember i know where i was when it went platinum i was in london And at this time, I was on, uh, I did No Lie, that was platinum. I did Mercy, that was platinum. It was like I couldn't miss. But deep down in my soul, when I looked in the mirror, I said, boy, you ain't did this by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to act like my shit didn't stink. You know what I mean? Nigga nigga do something with uh, one of these cheat sheets and act like they shit don't stink. You know what I'm saying? So I do the I'm different. It's just me. And it's just me yeah. and it's just my idea, and over a million people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Over a million, over three million people liked this idea that I thought of and counting. You know what I'm saying? You know, Drake did the hook on no lie. I didn't. right. <laughs> you know? So, um, let me just be real. You know, I have a few more records, the this, this solo, but that first solo record, mm-hmm. I feel like I got jumped in the game. To
1: say.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, you've been blessed to work with a lot of different people. Are there a few people still you haven't got a chance to work with that you'd like to? <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. My- Anybody you want to name? Uh, no, okay. man, I'm through you with you that. You don't want to put that out
2: there. I'm
4: through with that. I am <laughs> <dig that>. <laughs> through with that. <laughs> All right. Well, up to this point, who's your? Who you feel like your? Uh, in your opinion, you, you, your funnest collab was with?
2: My fun,
0: fun, fun collab. Let me see. Colly Grove one and two. Yeah, anything I do with Wayne is fun. Especially the new. We're working on Collie Grove two now, and it'll be out. I want to say April, but. Man, that was it. Was really fun because we were in the room a lot of times during this, and it wasn't just email and what you think. We were actually in the, the day, room, yeah, together watching ESPN or UFC fight for hours, and then like recording or going to live. The process of it. Yeah, man. Right. This album is super fun. I love working with Tune. I love working with Ye because what. Ever you left it as, it's not going to sound like that at the end. So it's like, <laughs> just like Wait, wanting to know what bruffing to do. Yeah, You yeah. know, them boys called me one day and said, like, you know, um, Mercy coming out tomorrow is going to be a single. And I had done, like, when I first, like, started working with Yadam, it it's like, they booked the whole hotel out. And the whole top floor was studios. And the studio was right across from my room. And and everybody was in there, like Tiana, Sai like all the artists, you know what I'm saying? And uh Ye's not there. So it's like he's almost like trying to give me like a little test. So he you had some tracks pulled up that he wants me to do. You know what I'm saying? So I go through one track, I go outside on the balcony of smoke, and Che called him, like, yeah, he he done. Him saying, I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, no, he done. Because like Ye done work on songs for like a year. Mm-hmm. Like, not, you know what I'm saying? Like he done, he done They're like he done. Pull up this one. Knock that bitch out. He said, oh yeah, bro, down not that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Pull up this one. So like four records later, I hear him saying, nah, bro. You know. They get to ask me, do you, you must have had all these verses wrote down already. I said, no. Top, I'm just doing them in your, you know what I'm saying? I don't care who in the room. Right now, I do a whole song for all these people. You know what I'm saying? And I did it. They called me and said, That song you did, Mercy. I'm like, Mercy, which one was that? Like, it's gonna be a single. I said, When I did it, it didn't sound like it could be no single. I said, Did Ye get on it?" Like, Ye got on it. So they played it to me, for me over the phone. And it didn't sound nothing (laughs)
4: like like you left it worked on in the hotel Like you left it, yeah.
0: You know, it was my verse, but man, everything else was, and at that point there, I started trying to pay a little bit more attention to music, be a little bit more detailed after I realized what people who were kind of at the top were doing to be at the top. You know, they just wasn't just like taking this and being done with it. They, it was a process, and they still was seasoning and adding mm. different ingredients to it. And that was Cooking my it. first time being a part of that process. Looking it up. Who are some of the younger uh, rappers in the game you like these days, some of the young boys? Oh, man, my album, uh, thank you, I can start talking about my new album. You Don't, Don't do Sell it. Itself. It's full... Because I had put out a, a memo saying this is my last trap album, which is not really my last trap album, but just all of it being in one space, Dope Don't Sell Itself is almost Gen bass, like millennial-based. I got all the artists, and I would say they're up and coming, but they ain't going nowhere. They here. I got Bag, Lil Baby, Roddy, Dirk, um, you know, Jaquees, my artist, Sleepy Rose, I have... Uh Whoa. Sway Lee, sleep. sleep, yeah, sleep. I have Sway Lee. I have uh, Stove God. He's from Syracuse. I got Simba from mm, the West from, yeah. Coast. That's the homie. Shout out yeah, Simba. Yeah, God, motherfucking go. Yeah, man. So I am super happy about clashing my OG right. veteran talk right. with the young with the young flavor. Mm, you know boy. what I'm saying? I'm really. Uh, I'm really uh, excited to, to get some feedback off the new project. What's up?
1: I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year,
2: Talk about your basketball career bro and you playing a lot of celeb games i played in celeb games for you mm-hmm. but i think the one i played in was your best one uh you performed in i don't know if it was because i was out there and you was trying to outdo me but you really <laughs> you really showed you really impressed me that game but ever since then i don't know what happened you ain't seen no good highlights nah because the, the game because we we was actually playing in the game i played in you. we was actually playing mm-hmm. like you actually came warmed up, had to shoot, like you showed up early, all it kinds It's
0: good to play with people, how do I say this? Didn't know how to really play? <laughs> how do I say this? All right. This, y'all are NBA <laughs> players. Now this is, let me, let me give you an example. This is how you're an NBA player. Imagine, and you, this is just something you can relate to because you have great passes. You come down, pump fake, behind the back, pass, bitch go out of bounds. Dude, you passed the two, looking at you like. So that happens, you come down again. No, you, no look. Drop now you starting to look crazy, cause can't nobody catch your pass. Yeah, yeah. Now you look like why this guy? They, they even saying you sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so for me, a lot of the clips that you see me put up is like the last game that I put up, uh, last game that I actually played that I can remember that I put up was this summer when I played with. With Trey and Brad and and Carmelo mm-hmm. and all these guys, you know, over here with Drew up here in California when I go play with them, and you know, I had two or three buckets with them, and it was because I think the level of competition, because I know they know how to play. I know they know how to play, right. and I know I know how to catch the ball, and I know if I throw it behind, like they I know it ain't got to hit you right in the mouth for you to catch it. Right. I know you know how to catch. It just makes me happy. To play, with, especially people whose skill set is higher than mine, or something like that. Like minded. Yeah, like minded. But if somebody really can't play basketball that good, it'll just just kind of take my my energy away. You know, it's just. And I was and I was for a long time, for a long time, for a long time, bro. And I don't know. This might be a problem with people might not knowing how real ill I am on, in 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 the booth. But a long time. That's how I treated the music game. I did it according to competition. So if it wasn't like Drake or Ye or whatever, I wasn't like, you know, all the songs with the big ones, Came I'm I'm, I'm mopping the flow. Mm-hmm. But then I would get like a pop record and I'd be like, man, I can't, I, I can't give them all this. You know what I'm saying? When in actuality, LeBron don't water it down for no nobody. Everybody, always. You come out there not knowing what to no, do, you're gonna get your ass drunk, you know what I'm saying? Kobe don't take, he, mm-hmm. he not, since you don't and I, it it literally took me years um, Treat it all the same. To, to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and in basketball, I still ain't there yet. Like, if you can't play and I can play, I just don't even want to. Because somebody going to get hurt. It's just something ain't going to be right. I'm just not in, into it like that. But in music, if you ain't all the way there, I don't care. It's exposure time. I'm exposing you. Mm-hmm. But once upon a time, I could get a record from an artist who I ain't seen. You know what I mean? Maybe it's somebody that ain't got all the bars. And I kind of would play around, tiptoe with it. You know what I'm saying? But didn't have a record with, you know, God knows who, and really show up and show out. And But now I'm at the point of my career in the last couple of years where... No matter what. It has to be a high game, level. A mm-hmm. game, no we, matter what. He,
2: we was letting him run point. He ran point that day, too. So he, he really thought he was Magic Johnson. He, looking he good ball. out there. Oh, you should have seen him. Man. You don't want to talk about he the behind downs, back between the legs, all kind of... He thought I mean, he,
4: he, the first thing he came in, and challenged us to a shootout outside. The first thing he did when he came
2: mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Who the and best Who the best celeb you played against in the
0: game? I think Quavo can hoop. I think Chris Brown can hoop. Crazy. And hoop. I'm like, uh, let me think. There's a few people that can actually hoop. If they, you know, probably got us all together, it'd probably be one good game because a lot of us, you know, smoke. It'd probably be one good <laughs> when the second or third game would start kind of That's going what down. That's people don't understand. Like, we
4: used to smoke the whole entire season about the their. We we trained Coming out
0: the game We trained to do it We trained to do it it, Oh yeah trained Y'all not taking Two months off Then coming out You I'm saying Y'all still lose From the last game Smoking actually Was helping y'all We was doing a
4: full Workout then As soon as we was Before we even showered
0: We was smoking In the car uh Shirt off Gotta get back to, it. to the crib. Sure it up in the way. You how, got to do it. That's how a little when my partner did when he didn't want his parents to know he smoked. He would take his shit out, put it in the back, back, <laughs> fold it up, put it in the trunk <laughs> under some shit. That while shit in your skin. Man, that shit still on you, man. You, you
2: man. remember me calling you after the Jack Harlow and Quaypo
0: game? Man, so many people called me after the Jack Harlow and <laughs> Quavo game, man. That, was, that game was worth like a million dollars or some shit, man. Mm. Yeah, I, ca- I called just say, "Go ahead, bro. Break it down to it. You broke it down to him. Like, come on,
4: bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, yeah, we got we got beat. We got we got definitely beat. Quavo played good. Jack Harlow was more like a Lamb Beer type of player. I just felt <laughs> like he was just some like somebody in the middle. Baby, ain't just, no like, hooper. just like, uh, and then like, you know, maybe a player. Baby, baby, a player. He you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> baby, just a player. In, in, and anything P, he 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 having boatloads of cash. So that million was like (laughs) he might even say some shit like, I don't know, but (laughs) um because I was like (laughs) I was like, you wanna practice? You know what I'm saying? Like before the game, like let's just get together in the same court so we can and so I had been like maybe like a week, week before the game, I started shooting, just trying to get my rhythm back, you know what I'm saying, shooting. And then I think he came in, we used the Georgia Tech Gym. And he came in and kind of warmed up the day before, or something like that. He tried to get warmed up the day before, but you know what I'm saying. You know, you, you know, you always in for some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> walk
2: in, though. he walked in like he was fit to
0: get fifty. Yeah, I mean, you know that. That's a part of being from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Very, very high confidence. confidence rate never wavers. A, a, <laughs> it's a high confidence uh, rate in Atlanta, you know. And um, you know, it was, it was, it was. Maybe kind of frustrating at the time, but it was it was actually fun, and you know it was fun. I don't think I would have changed anything. It would I would have had to be in really top shape to really try to go at you know both the guys, those solo shit like that, and I would have had to have everything really working. Jay, all oh, kind the of whole package. package. Yeah. The, whole the whole package. package. You got to get a rebound, take it back, yeah. get them. So then like, it get them time to set up. It started being like, damn, this could be a long time. But uh, I would do it again. You know, I would do it again. I would do it again if somebody wanted to do it. I still love. Who would you those. pick as a teammate? Um, probably, probably, probably Quavo. I hoop him more than I hoop. Him. Nah, you can't pick Quavo. I got to go against him and Harlow again. Oh you know? right, he on
2: Harlow team. So yeah. if I had to
0: go, uh, who else? CB. It's probably CB. You gotta, go CB. CB you gotta go CB. CB, y'all go CB. I played in the Luda lo- game play. with CB.
2: Man, I he played in the Luda game with CB, and there's nothing but the NBA cats
0: in there. And CB out there going to work. He can hoop. He got a handle, too. Yeah. I think with anything, though, man, like a lot of a lot of the cats be getting open runs, and that consistency keep you, mm-hmm. judge, you mm-hmm. Gun, Keep, keep your, them yeah, joints, Yeah, man. Oiled. That's why I'm Get out, them out of open them. runs. <laughs> That's
4: why I'm out of there. I'm out of
0: there.
4: NBA. We always catch you courtside at the Atlanta Hawks game. Uh, Trey Young is kind of giving you guys an organization some new life. What's it like? You guys, uh, you, Quavo, a lot of rappers go out there. Gooch, all out there supporting uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Last year made a nice run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, trying to find themselves this year, but uh, talk to us about the Hawks.
0: I mean, I mean, we want them to have a good team. Man. You know, you got so many people from Atlanta. We want to support that. We want them to... We want him to be good, you know. Trey Young is definitely giving us a lot of life, a lot of energy. I know people didn't know about the trade at first with Luca and or whatever, you know. It worked out, it did. It worked out. I think it worked. It worked out for everyone. right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It worked out. Uh, but but Trey is doing an excellent job in Atlanta, man. He fits in perfect. He's not outside. A lot of artists, not artists, a lot of athletes that play for Atlanta. I'm sure Steve, you can attest to this. <laughs> they be outside. Jersey's you know. in the strip club. Yeah. Outside. But 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 honestly, man, you you don't see Trey, man. Trey is Trey is there to handle his business. And um, you know, I can appreciate the passion. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing behind scenes, like he he's passionate about, about mm-hmm. this. Who are some of the other young players you like
4: to watch outside of Trey?
0: For the Hawks or period? Period. Basketball. Uh the younger cast, the younger cast, the younger cast. I like Garland now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, uh, when you talk about younger cast, young cast. I like, uh, sh- wait, my boy from Golden State. Who? Pool. Poole. Pool. So Jordan. Pool. Hope. So I'm pool. I like you, Jordan. I'm I got a couple more that I just, I, I, I like them. Um, and so, you know, I got something to do with the G League. So a lot of these guys that came through the G League, I like what Gary Payton Jr. is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like the grind. Have you talk to them, too, about that? You uh,
4: a par- partial owner?
0: Yeah, of uh, the uh, College Park Skyhawks. So they like a byproduct of the Atlanta Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a the minor, league, minor league team. Yeah, yeah. for people mm-hmm. that don't know. Uh. Um G League. And this year, man, what? I had... Phew, Due to COVID, man, maybe three or four guys move up and get to play for the Hawks, That's bro. That's dope, dope. That's dope. Bro, I remember, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We talking, we got a new coach and everything. We talking before the season. And uh, we had a guy named Armani. He, he went to the Houston Rockets. And I had a, another guy to get moved up. But see, this is like, okay, so I didn't go to the league. But, like, me being able to know somebody and get them in the league, it's just like me living vicariously through them, and it just gives me, like,
4: almost so
0: much happiness, right? So I'm in this room with people, and only, man, maybe three guys came back from the previous year. And I'm looking around, and I'm I'm really thinking, man, I wonder who could go. But anyway, I had a conversation, like, man, I want y'all to take this serious because— you know, the only way to go from here is up. You could be in the NBA. I'm just saying this before, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you look up and, you know what I'm saying, a couple of them get to dress out on the bench and then they get to get in to say, you really, Play, this yeah. on your resume. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how and I started.
4: I started out the D-League back then. For real? Yeah. It was D-League D back then. D-League back D. then, yeah. And I got called up to the Clippers and played 14 years. That 10-day turn into yeah. that. That's, two, that's
0: what two, I'm ten saying. Days, yeah. If you take advantage of that, how crazy Come on, man. is that? It's right there. You know what oh, I'm what saying? Totally. If you get in, man, I'm telling you, this shit could change your life. So, I don't know, being a part of that is like, man, so refreshing. Put them in a
4: position to win.
0: Yeah, man. And it makes me pay attention to guys who don't get drafted, guys who don't got a big name. You know what I'm saying? It just, it be certain circumstances that put you in the G League. It ain't because you ain't having no game. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, anyway, it's a lot of... You know, newer mm-hmm. cats that I'm fans of. I like uh my boy from Houston. I like two, three cats. you two,
4: got two. some good young. Green, Houston Dylan boys.
0: Them, them, uh Porter. Yeah, Jalen Green. The, mm-hmm. the Jalen boy, I like his uh, I like his motor. mm mm-hmm. hard, he fly he around. Run. He can fly too. Mm-hmm. He'd be running, I like him. And those are some of
2: the guys I like. Talk about all the stuff you got going on in Atlanta, not just the Skyhawks, you got the Escobar, mm-hmm. you got the nail salon, you own over 50 plus properties. Like, give them, you know. But Escobar made you miss your honeymoon, didn't it? But no. that ain't, but Escobar made me miss a lot of
4: shit. <laughs> <know>? No, he,
0: <laughs> came, he came. That was a light night. <laughs> he came to Escobar after his. Uh, I couldn't
4: go. I went back to the hotel. I was too high. He, he and
0: came, tired. He yeah, yeah I know. came. Me. Yeah, I came, and uh, so I have a, a, a restaurant, and I have a few restaurants in Atlanta, but they. Uh, Escobar, Escobar, my spot. Yeah, Escobar. So Escobar is um, a lounge and a topless place. It has great food, great vibes, great energy. And people actually go after their wedding. You can ask Steve. It's a nice place to go. Um, me and my partner, Snoop, have owned this spot for Child five years. We've owned this spot for five years. I have another spot.
2: Just had an anniversary.
0: Yeah, I had an anniversary for that. Then I had an anniversary for my spot called Esco. C- Esco. South. let go South. That's been open two years. And then we have another restaurant Members called, Only. Yep, Members Only that we're <laughs> revamping, and we're about to name that Esco Slash. I can't even- uh, Yeah, Esco Pizza. Be looking out for that. Yeah. And then I have one called Esco Seafood that we actually opened during the pandemic. Yeah, and that, that's doing real good. It's on Edgewood, and it just has nothing but great seafood for all you lobster lovers like myself. And I have a I have Pamper nails salon. That uh, mine ain't looking all like they supposed to look right now. But um, I'm into Mm. like grooming and take care of myself, and it's for. Uh, males and females. Everything is uni. It's a dope vibe. Man. Can, it's can, dope vibe. Can Jack get a discount on his feet in there? Yeah, man. They pull out them um, jumper cables. And <laughs> <laughs> jump them boys off. Uh, but yeah, man, I have... Property-wise. Property-wise, I own, oh, man, I own a you know apartment building that I'm about to start working on, re- rehabbing. I own, yeah, I own maybe 17 properties. Um... Yeah, I own, you know, I own some things, I own some things. The business.
2: <laughs> I, I, I just like to highlight that because, you know, you my boy, you know what I'm saying? And I I always knew your mind frame. So to see, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff coming to fruition, you know what I'm saying? It makes it make me proud too. Yeah, so yeah. thank
4: you, man. Pass off, for sure. Uh, quick hitters, man. First thing to come to mind, let us know. If you could be remembered by one bar or lyric in your career, which one would it be and Why?
0: One bar a lyric in my career. Mm. Man. True. True. I'll go for that. <laughs> True. That's a good one.
2: True. Top five rappers of all time.
0: Excluding me. Um, I like uh, Wayne Hove. Space 3K. Mm. Two sleepers, and I'm gonna package up pocket biggie, mm. to, you know, together. So that's my that's you know I mean? my top five.
4: Excluding any of your art, um, one album you could listen to with no skips.
0: I mean, the crazy shit is, man. I'm I'm really a laid back cat. It's probably an R and B album out there. or something. it's not. That's what I'd be on to do. That's Yeah, mm. say that. Jack, be,
4: Jack stayed. I didn't mean to cut you off. Jack stayed at my house a couple months ago. I'm waking up at eight in the morning with just gangsters. I mean, damn, Jack. It ain't even noon yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack
0: is a gangster though. <laughs> real yeah, life he does not like <laughs> real un- gangster himself at all. It's think, like, yeah. like, damn, it's eight in the morning. Yeah, ain't no warm up or nothing. Eight in the right morning, yeah. just violent. Killing, stacking, get, Killin',
4: up, and stack get up and chose violence <laughs> from from, <laughs> the, from, the, heat from the urine. urine. Said, damn, Jack.
0: We ain't even had a breakfast yet, bro. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing. I'm <laughs> definitely not playing no shit like that. Numbers, <laughs> but, uh, I am just a common individual. I have now, like, the past two weeks, because I have such a huge problem sleeping, as I've been going to, uh, which, which fucks up my playlist. It's just crazy, but I've been going to sleep to these sleep sounds <laughs> on Apple. And, I, you know, so I guess they'd be on all night while I'm sleeping. So now, like, I get in my car all and shit, and Bluetooth, and I'm like, what the fuck is the wind? I get to looking around, I wind burn. and water. What the <laughs> fuck What's this in my car? Oh. And I realized my Bluetooth is picked up from uh, last that night. That's funny. But uh, that's what I've been actually like listening to, like, water. Nigga, I ain't been listening to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> was just trying to go to sleep, like, shh. You, <laughs> sh- I, I, you heard that new
4: water? <laughs> yeah, you heard the new rain drop?
0: Yeah, that new, raindrop? Raindrop? Yeah. <laughs> that new the rain. Rain killer. patterns? I've been
2: listening <laughs> to rain patterns. calm. <laughs> yeah. Courtside ticket to any game in history. Which one would it be?
0: Well, one of the, my favorite courtside games that I went to okay. was the Cleveland versus Golden State game, where Kyrie and LeBron both had forty okay. three or forty something points. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's the main one to be at right there. Man, my heart changing BPMs now, man. Think yeah. about that game. Boy. Yeah. Now so I know some I you know wanted to be at like. Kobe's last game, you know, I wanted to be at that game. Um, You know, know, stuff like that. And then, you know, like, coming up, you know, I'm old enough to, like, know when Jordan played, but, like, my family and my dad didn't have, you know, like, any resources to take me to go see him in live, live. But I remember going to, being able to, you know, start going to see myself, and I remember seeing... AI play live mm-hmm. and just how quick he looked in real life mm-hmm. to me was was like Incredible. something I hadn't seen before, and just like I remember, you know, seeing him live and just but but you know for the for the most part now I'm in a position to like we'll see what you want do what I want mm-hmm. to do yeah mm-hmm. I would love to go see I would love
2: to go see because we never asked that question MJ when he got 63 in Boston in the playoffs. That was a young year. That's like his second year, yeah, right? We, all right. So if it had to be an MJ moment, <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought about it, Like, I watched that game he all the time. He did do 63.
0: Well, oh, what about. They lost, boom, boom, right?
2: Boom, yeah, they, they lost. They lost that game. Bird was on fire.
0: Oh, and they McHale still lost. Too.
2: McHale, mm-hmm. Yeah, they
0: lost. Mm-hmm. They
4: still lost. Yeah, that they game.
0: lost. Five dinner, dinner guests, dead or alive. I would want somebody like Dave Chappelle there so it mm-hmm. could be
4: mm-hmm.
0: some kind of learning, Lighten fun it. experience. Mm-hmm. Perfect person. Mm hmm. Uh, somebody that seems like they got it all figured out. I mean, uh, my dinner would definitely be everybody that I feel like have some type of knowledge that I don't have. Mm-hmm. I just I can't think of them right now. But it'll be maybe Mark Cuban, friend mm-hmm. of mine, somebody like that. Like I'm probably put something like that together with a couple of investments and a couple. If you see people around and some. Opportunities to invest into somebody, some. I'm putting them in the room together. Maybe uh, let me name some people in the VC space. Maybe uh, the black billionaire guy Ben. I, um, I can't think his name, but he's into venture VC too. But it'll just be some money people. It'll be some money people to have opportunities, and I would want to Pick rub their elbows with. Yeah, you still doing that show? It's to be Bob. Think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still doing uh, that show? Uh,
4: Robert Smith.
0: Robert Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want Robert Smith there. So we got Robert Smith, Mark Cuban, Dave Chappelle. Give me some. We gotta get a female. Give there. me somebody deceased.
2: We gotta that get a you female. love to be mm-hmm. at the table to get to know somebody deceased that we love
0: that you would love to have at your dinner table. Nipsey,
2: mm. Nipsey
0: Hussle. Mm. Mm. Cause he 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 followed that whole business hustle grind. The way we thinking at this table. And then we need a female, so it won't just seem like it's male dominant. Yeah. We need a female who just, you know, super on her shit. And you know? um, and I think it'll be a cool dinner. If you could pick
2: one guest to be on All the Smoke, who would it be? But, but the twist of that question is you got to help us get your answer on our show.
0: Um, Kanye. <laughs> My bad. Okay, say Kanye. Excuse me. I mean, honestly, you know Kanye would definitely pull up by himself. <laughs> bro be outside. Bro be outside, right? Bro be real. outside. I'm tired Ooh. of y'all even trying, my bro. <laughs> it's funny now, man. All y'all, never mind. I'm straight. <laughs> nah, for real.
2: Nah, for real. Bro be outside. I ain't bro never seen Bro be outside. Bro man. be outside more than ever, dog. Mm-hmm. Bro be outside mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. ever, dog. Yeah. I gotta give you that. He is outside. <clears throat> yeah, Making his presence felt too. Yeah, that's man. Putting <laughs> <he, he>, <laughs> pressure on them. Applying pressure. Oh. Yeah, was, uh, I, like this, I like I like I like the single Kanye. I like I like this Kanye right this now. Energy yeah, this the Kanye I fuck with. This is the heartless Kanye. Yeah. See, that, that's see. I, we had a great relationship. We was brothers. But the heartless, you know, I kind of ain't talked to him in a while. But we back cool now. Like, we back bars. Mm. This the heartless Kanye. Yeah, yeah, that's the Kanye I fuck with. Yeah, man. This dude is
0: crazy. Man, we appreciate your time. Tell the people. And one more time. What up? What up? It's your player partner checking in. 2 chains, Big Tony himself, and I have a new project. My seventh album is called Dope Don't Sell Itself. Great production. Great features. A really great time. I appreciate all y'all. I appreciate the support. Tony. Nolan. True. Yeah, shout out to the homie Nolan. You wanna,
2: uh... We got something for you, bro. We can't leave, you know, without giving you a little something, bro.
4: We got some new merch coming, too, so we gonna send new you that. New merch coming. But okay. this is, uh... Thank you, man. ...in the meantime, yeah, all the smoke. Time. You know, we know you yeah. gonna
2: know how to swag it out. He, you know, you don't, he the only person I know might have on the All The Smoke hoodie with Balenciaga and Gucci mm-hmm. all the way down. You know, he, you know he, he gonna make it do what it yeah, does. Yeah, he gonna, he gonna make it look how uh-huh. it's supposed to look. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate you know,
2: it. Yo, you know, Go gave me a compliment last time I was in the studio with y'all. I said, "Go man, Jack, you come in looking like a young nigga." No,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, I said, "I you... appreciate that, Go." This some good old, good old fabric right here. That's soft. Yeah, you know, That's what some saying? soft material out here in L.A. In the studio all night. That you go right there. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah,
4: we got some, yeah, we got I'm some like, stuff I for you. I appreciate that. No, nah, we appreciate you, man. Gotta Thank gotta you for your time.
0: For men's health tomorrow, they want to see me in the gym. I might put the hood on or something. Yeah. yeah. Want to see it, me do a few pull-ups
2: or something? Y'all can get that at All the man. There you new go. New merch. Talk to him. Go check Jack. us out, man. Whole bunch of new merch.
4: Man, well that's a wrap. We appreciate your time, uh, man. Best of luck in everything you continue to do. Continue to stay blessed, man. Appreciate Keep you. Keep winning, my brother. Mm-hmm. Thank, you thank you. You know what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. You can find us
4: on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects.
2: See y'all next week. Hey. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio.
3: Follow the global story from the BBC, wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun